Welcome to Money Grows on Trees. Money does grow on trees. A podcast full of practical, real-life money lessons that you wish you learned in school. Lloyd is a former lawyer turned lifestyle entrepreneur. In each episode, he'll be answering the tough questions around money, investing, and entrepreneurship to help you transform your money mindset and move you closer to achieving your financial goals. Now, let the class begin. Here's your host, right, Lloyd Ross. Welcome to the show, Money Grows on Trees podcast. My name's Lloyd Ross. This episode is titled The Number One Life Regret of the Dying. The Number One Life Regret of the Dying. And it's got everything to do with wealth creation and money. Okay, the show, the podcast is called Money Grows on Trees. Why is it called that? Because when you know how to invest properly and you know how to build businesses and you know how to create money that's repeatable, you can free up your time and it will grow on trees. Okay, if you know what seed to plant, you will grow the tree and you can go out the back and get the money off it. And that is great because it frees up your time. And this is what's important about wealth creation. Okay, it's not about the money, it's about the time it creates for you. Okay, so there was a quote by Henry David Thoreau that said this, ready? Wealth is the ability to fully experience life. That's wealth. Wealth is the ability to fully experience life. So those who are not wealthy don't often get to fully experience all parts of life. They have a yearning that's not complete. Okay, so the whole idea of building wealth is to be able to to Build wealth over time, buy assets over time, and do it in such a way that doesn't commit you to a life in a job that you don't like, but also it allows you to give you a sense of flexibility and freedom financially. Okay, You don't have to be a multi, 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 multi-millionaire to do this. A lot of it's a mindset, but most importantly, you just need financial peace and a bit of extra flexibility. That's pretty much it. Okay, so the reason why I wanted to touch on this is because there's uh, there's a uh, famous psychologist, and she wrote a book called Five Regrets of the Dying, okay? But the number one regret is this, and I'll just explain a little bit about the context and then how it relates to your wealth creation, okay? And I'll give you some examples of how I've followed this myself to help you. So the whole premise behind this is when you find what you love to do and you live, I hate to say this like when you're true to yourself, I, I'm not a big woo-woo language type guy, like when you people say live your truth that's a very that's very hard to decode so when you live the life that you want to live okay you start to make a lot more money because work does not become work <laughs> that's why you see people who love what they do they work a lot because they're like how why come you working a lot because i love it it doesn't feel like work it feels like play even conor mcgregor okay who's a ufc uh multiple ufc champion okay one of the greatest ever he says, I love this. I love this life. He used to be uh, a carpenter, I think. Or he was, sorry, he was a plumber. And he was a plumber and he would, he hated plumbing. He did it for about, I think he did it for 18 months and then he left. He's like, I want to go and pursue fighting. And no one understood it. And no one really, no one backed him, but he knew. And he said, I love fighting because I'm curious about it. I think about it 24 7. That's what he thinks. He thinks about fighting 24 7. That, he just loves it. He said, It's not hard for me. It's, it's not work for me. I enjoy it. He was living his, what they call living your truth, right? And so when you find that, you do make a ton of money because you're working like it's play. And that's a huge competitive advantage, okay? So going back to this famous psychologist that wrote this book, The Top Five Regrets of the Dying, okay? She was actually an in home caregiver. And how this book came about was that she was helping people in the last, say, three to 12 weeks of their life. So like they're, they're, they're dying and she obviously obviously talked to them a lot. And it wasn't about the physical state they were in. It was the emotional anguish that they experienced. So when she was listening to them as they spoke, she 
speaks about it in her book, but there was one, she said, the, the most common answer to what do you regret in your life? This is the most common answer. Ready? This is what they said. Most of them. I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Okay. It's very important to try and honor at least some of your dreams along the way before it is too late. All right. So that was their regret. They're living a life that someone expected them to live, not the life that they truly wanted. And this is what primarily holds people back from building great wealth because they don't enjoy their job. And how do I know someone is in this boat? Because they talk to me about retirement. They say, Lloyd, when can I retire? When can I retire? I was like, why do you want to retire? Oh, I just want to leave my job. So it's the retirement is, is a recent thing. I think it was kind of invented after World War II. I just don't think retirement's but it just hasn't been around that long. It's it's a very recent phenomenon, okay? It's not a God-given right. It's not like you have a right to work and then you have a right to retire. It's just, you just don't, right? So it it's just recent. And so I think what happens to people is they think about retirement because they think that they want an end to the pain. They want an end to this terrible, monotonous, repeatable, boring existence in their job. And so that's why they're yearning for retirement. Because I say to them, you know, why do you want a financial independence? Why do you want to create passive income? Oh, so I can so I can have freedom. Uh, I'm like, well, freedom from what? <laughs> and it's always my job. Now, here's something you may or may not know. You are allowed to leave your job today, right? You can resign now. Like, oh, I can't resign. I've got this. Yes, you can. No one's holding a gun to your head, okay? Oh, but I've got a mortgage. Sell your house. Oh, but I've got kids. You can bring up all the excuses you want. But no one is holding a gun to your head to tell you you have to be in that role. Okay? You don't have to. Go do what you want. You don't even have to be in a role or a job that is aligned with your background. <laughs> you do not want to have that regret. Okay? Wanting, having the courage to live a life of your truth and what you want to do and not the life that someone expects of, expects of you. That is the trick. You do want to get to your last three, 12 weeks of your life and have that conversation. Let me tell you. You don't want to have that. Okay, and you will not make a lot of money if you're living someone else's life and living someone else's dream. It's just not, you're just not going to get rich and you're not going to enjoy the journey. Because part of the process of getting wealthy is to actually fall in love with the process and divorce the outcome. Yeah, that's why you see so many wealthy, wealthy people working to their 90 just because they love it, right? I'm sitting here and I can see the skyline of the Gold Coast where I live. And there's a guy by the name of Harry Triggerboff, and he's built a lot of buildings here and in Sydney. And he's a prolific builder. He owns a company called Meriton. You may have seen Meriton Apartments in Sydney. There's certainly a lot of them on the Gold Coast, a big M. Now, I'm fairly certain Harry is in his early 90s now, and he's still working. You think to yourself, why? Because he loves it. He enjoys it. He gets, for him, it would be play. It's like playing a big game of chess. It's a big game, right? Work and wealth building is a game, and life is a game. So when you find it, you don't want to stop. And if you talk to Warren Buffett, he's much the same. That's why he wrote the book, Tap Dancing to Work. Well, he didn't write it. I think Carol Loomis wrote that book, but it's about him. And he loves to tap dance to work. So if you're not tap dancing to work, then I can guarantee you, you're going to have the same conversation in the last 12 weeks of your life. It's going to be, I regret not living a life that I would, where I could tap dance to work. And so <laughs> what happens is this week I was on a podcast and uh, it's actually Daniel Marshall's podcast called Money Mastery with Mar Marshy. Go check it out on Spotify. If you listen to this episode we just did together, I think you'll enjoy it. We do we do have a lot more detail there. 
But he said, you know, what advice would you give to your 18-year-old self? I think it was one of the questions. And this pops up a lot. I see this on Twitter. And you know what my answer is to that? You know, a lot of people would say, oh, I'd tell them to do this or buy that stock or go and do that. Or you know what, you know what I said in reply to that? I said, I said, here's what the conversation I've had with my 18-year-old self. I'd say this, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. Stay on track, follow your heart. It's all worth it. You're going to achieve it. You're going to do it. You're going to achieve the great life you're looking for and, and thinking of. It's going to happen for you. That's how, that's what I'd say because I have. I flip and love my life. I love what I do. I love my family. It's, I'm happy. So I wouldn't want to tell him or her, you know, not her. I wouldn't want to tell him. <laughs> I wouldn't want to tell him something that, uh, that may take him off path because he is me now and I'm happy, right? So that's the type of conversation that I want you to have with your younger self. I don't want you to have a conversation with your younger self about, oh, you should have done this. You should have done that. You can do it now. You can do it right now. Do not wait. Do not wait. There's never a perfect time. There's never a perfect moment. For me personally, when I was in a nine to five, I knew I, three years and eight months, probably less, three years into that nine to five, I was in Abu Dhabi. I was commuting three hours a day. I was in a role there and I knew in my heart, I wasn't meant to be there. I could tell, right? I was in tune. And so I knew. So I didn't waste a minute of time. As soon as I had that feeling, pretty much within a few months, I was out of there. Okay. Because life is too short. It's not, a, I wasn't there for the money. I yearned for adventure. I yearned for challenge. I yearned for a bold life. I yearned for doing what I loved. And I kept, I wanted to search for it. I wanted to go on the adventure. Right. And so when I left there and got into real estate, I had another difficult conversation with my dad when I left there because I wasn't yearning to run a property business. It just wasn't, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it. It wasn't my jam. It wasn't what I was, it, I didn't feel like I had a definite purpose there. Did I do it? I did it for seven years. And I had finally, when I found my thing and I like, this is what I want to do. I took bold action and I took the step and I didn't do that until I was probably about 33 or 34. So, you know, I was just late in life, so to speak, when I found my thing. And you'll notice this with people with a lot of wealth, they looked often, not always, but often found their thing quite young. And so they get a huge uh, advantage by being able to, to to do that one thing for 20 or 30 years solid and get very good at it. So some people have, find it early, some find it much later. You know, I think there's a famous story of Colonel Sanders. He found it when he was 65. It doesn't really matter when you find it. What matters the most is that if you're unhappy, you change it because no amount of life is worth an extra. You see these people who are working in jobs that don't like to get money. That's where the love of money is the root of evil. That's the love of money, not money itself. And in my book, Money Buys Happiness, I talk about this. Most people are using their money to buy sadness. <laughs> you got to use it to buy happiness, okay? So when you have financial flexibility, you can make these decisions to enhance your happiness. If you don't have money, you cannot because you have no margin, no flexibility, no safety, you have nothing, right? So I would encourage you to make the bold decision, okay? I've often said before that success is a matter of having one uncomfortable conversation after another. The first uncomfortable conversation with you is with yourself to say, I don't want to do this. The second is to have the uncomfortable conversation with the person you're doing it for. So for me, I was doing it for, with my boss in Abu Dhabi and I resigned to the manager and I was out of there, right? Then I had a difficult conversation with my dad and I was out of there. Like I, it's difficult conversation after difficult conversation, truly. But if you don't have to have that many. You just have to keep going until you find it. Because when you do and your work doesn't feel like work, it feels like play, I know you're going to make a ton of money. 
because you're going to walk the walk for a long time. You're going to play that game for long because you enjoy the game, right? There's so many jobs out that you don't, you don't have to be a business. It could just be a completely different job, right? If you are someone who's on 70,000 a year and you're a nurse, for example, living in Sydney, I read today that you can go out and you can get, a, you, can, you can go and hold the stop and go sign in Sydney as a traffic controller for, for the transport department and get paid 126,000 a year. You can double your income, not quite double, but close, just by shifting a completely different industry. Now, I'm not suggesting you go out and be a lollipop person, but I'm just saying that there are opportunities out there that are just completely left field of what you're doing. And you don't have to keep doing what you did at university. Like if you did nursing at uni, you don't have to keep doing that for the rest of your career, right? My younger sister, she did a communications degree. She was in marketing. You know what she did? She's like, stuff this, I'm out. She went and worked and she's a dump truck miner for the mines and she makes a ton. She drives big trucks and she just went for it. And she's like tripled her income. She works six months of the year, six months off and she has adventure, right? And she's more fulfilled and she has a lot of flexibility. She's, she's got a great share portfolio now. She made that bold move and she may make another bold move, but because it's not the end, it, it's just part of the journey. Everything is practiced for the next leg, but you got to keep making bold actions or you'll just stagnate. And then what will happen is you'll get to the pain of regret. All right. So this lesson is about, Hey, we've all had those, you know, you, the whisper in your heart. It's soft. It's, it's hard to hear because of all the noise. But if you listen to it, take the action, have the difficult conversation, because I know that when you do that, you number one, you're going to be happier. But number two, if you love what you do, you're going to get richer. You are going to make more money. You're going to be able to, you're going to want to work more. Like it's so important to enjoy the walk because you will walk further than someone who doesn't like walking. Okay. So this particular lesson is about, listen, go and take the action. I know you've been thinking about it. I know you've been worried about it. Go and do it. Don't do this life for anyone else but you. There's a great quote I heard and I've never forgotten it. Life is your adventure, no one else's. So go have your adventure. All right. Thanks for tuning in this episode. If you've enjoyed it, please share this to your Instagram stories. Share it with a friend. And of course, thank you for those who have left us a five-star review. If you do that, thank you so much. If you want a specific episode around money, wealth, entrepreneurship, whatever it might be, then all you need to do is shoot me a DM and I'll do an episode, okay? But awesome episodes coming up. And I uh, want you to also, um, yeah, have a great Christmas. I've got a couple episodes, I think, before Christmas. And uh, I think I'm going to do one on how to save money over Christmas too, right? So keep an eye out for that episode. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you in the next episode. Money Girls on Trees podcast. Thanks for joining us this week on the Money Grows on Trees podcast. If you like the show, you might want to check out our book, Money Grows on Trees, which you can find at LloydJRoss.com. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, leave a review, and feel free to reach out to Lloyd on Instagram at LloydJamesRoss.